0: good evening and praise god from whom all blessings flow welcome to today's episode of marriage and family clinic every one of our listeners in the united states welcome back and to all of our listeners all over the world every other country welcome back to you also still honored to have you always honored to have you welcome everyone to marriage and family clinic In Southern Virginia, we're coming to you from WGPL 1350 and WPCE 1400. Those are on your AM dial. On your FM dial, you can find us at WBXB 100.1. You can also listen to the live stream every Tuesday evening. Every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to the live stream. Just go on your internet and dial up www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com you'll find the live stream there. And if you would like to hear this or any other broadcasts in the Marriage and Family Clinic series, you can always find the podcast simply by searching Bishop C.D. Hodges. Just search Bishop C.D. Hodges on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean. Search Bishop C.D. Hodges on those, and you'll be sure to find Marriage and Family Clinic Marriage and Family Clinic is here to help you break down and gain enlightenment into your relationship dynamics. We hope to help you identify what makes you tick and ultimately help you repair, grow, and perfect your marriage and your family relationships. And you know, I want to speak to that for just a moment. We're here to help you break down and gain enlightenment into your relationship dynamics. Your relationship dynamics, there's an energy pushing and driving your relationships, whether it's your husband and your wife, or whether it's a mother and son, or father and daughter, or vice versa, parent, child, uh, siblings. There, there's a dynamic to those relationships. And oftentimes, there's a motivation in us that's pushing us. And it pushes us away from each other. And when we interact with each other in those relationships, sometimes there's conflict and sometimes we're rubbing each other the wrong way. And we just don't know why. There's an energy about us that's just not working. There's a, 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 a negative feeling flow here. There's something going on in our relationships. There's just this dynamic that we have when we come together and things are just not working. And what we hope to help you do here at Marriage and Family Clinic by the grace of God hope to give you something that will help you unlock what's going on In that relationship, we hope to give you something that will spark uh, something in you, something that will flip a switch. A light will come on. Hope to help you have an aha moment that will help you discover what's pushing you. What could be at the root of my issue. Be it my issue with my husband or my issue with my wife or my issue with my children. My issue with my brother or my sister. What well, could be at the heart of this issue? That's what we're trying to do here. That's what we're trying to do here. I want to give you something. I want to give you some data, some information, some tips, some helps. I want to help you identify what's pushing you, what's motivating you, what's making you tick. And when you find that out, when you find that out, I think you'll be better able to identify the help that you need. You'll be better motivated, more motivated to go get the help that you need. Always remembering that oftentimes the help you need is outside of you because you can't see all of you that's at play here. So you need some help outside of you, be a counselor, pastor, psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever the case may be. And I want to say to you, I want to encourage you, if you're in need of that type of help, please get it. Wouldn't you rather get the help that you need and see your relationships healed than continue to hurt and continue to suffer? Because of the way you think people may see you if they know you're receiving mental health care? My God. I tell you what, most of us would benefit from some counseling. I don't care what your situation is. No matter how good you think you have it right now, I'm telling you, most of us would benefit from some counseling. And so many of us, we're struggling, we're striving, and a lot of us, the ground that we have gained, it's taken us years of trial to work some things out. Maybe we would have been able to settle it or solve it or resolve it a lot sooner had we had some external help, that third party. And so I just wanted to share that with you before we get going here. Well, let's get going here before I... I, I get off on that tangent there, and, and I know I, I spent the last few weeks dealing with the subject of marriage, covered some things on divorce, tried to give you some fodder, some, some information, some data to help you in your marriage. I, I, we, we spent the last few weeks on marriage, and, and I know good and well we shared some good and some very worthwhile things with you. I know we did. And uh, as I said earlier in the opening, if you would like to hear any of that again, uh, just remember you can always go to the podcast. You can always go to the podcast. Uh, But I thought about it, and uh, I haven't dealt with children as a subject in quite some time. So today I'm going to speak to the matter of helping our children. I want to help our children. And as usual, I may get going, and it very well may turn into a multi-week series here. I don't know. We'll see what happens when I get going here. Uh, But uh, I want to say something to help our children. And I'm going to say something that's going to be beneficial. As always, something is going to be beneficial. So open your ears, make yourself comfortable, fasten your seatbelts, and listen up here, and let's go. All right. And 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 let me say something else while it's on my mind. Also, if you have any questions about the material that I present or if you have any uh, another question that you would like to hear me deal with during one of our episodes, anything like that, just let me know. You can always email me at CD at Hotmail dot com or you can inbox me on Facebook, whatever the case may be. If you have a question, comment or uh, something like that, you want to get in touch, just let me know. However, you get a message through, send me your questions and we'll get them answered. All right. All right. So on to the issue of trying to help our children here. On to the issue of trying to help our children. How many of you remember Whitney Houston singing a song? I believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride to make it easier. Let the children's laughter remind us of how it used to be, Uh, Whitney would sing that song. And I wholeheartedly agree with that song. The children are our future. The children are our future. We're going to leave our churches in the hands of our children, our nation in the hands of our children. We're going to leave the world in the hands of our children. They're our children now. But they're going to grow into adults and they're going to inherit our churches, our nation, our world, our homes, our families. We're going to give it all over to them. And I don't know about you, but sometimes that just makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. That ought to make two or three hairs on the back of your neck stand up also. Because some of our children to whom we're going to turn all of this over, they're going to be emotionally injured, emotionally stagnated, emotionally stifled because of the homes that they're coming out of for one reason or another, one reason or another, excuse me, another. (laughs) I'm sorry about that. For one reason or another, a lot of our children are going to move into some big places Uh, some some very consequential positions in life and they're going to carry a lot of emotional baggage with them because of the homes that they come out of. Children need healing. Children need help. Children need time and attention. And mom and dad, that's your responsibility. That is your responsibility I read something just a uh, a couple of days ago, way back in 1998, a man took out an ad in the USA Today newspaper. Uh, The title of it uh, was, Will Somebody Help Me Save My Son? Will Somebody Help Me Save My Son? The man said, my son is two years old and is a reflection of complete innocence His vulnerability to this harsh, violent, ignorant, and uncaring world just rips my heart apart. He knows nothing of the killing within the schools that are supposed to prepare children for the world. He knows nothing of the the abuse that happens within the homes of children just his age. As he plays with his toys, he is oblivious to the tragedies that occur every day across the country. And as he clutches his blanket, sleeping soundly, dreaming of the mommy and daddy who lives, who loves him. He has no idea of the complete social and moral decay of our country. Does anyone care? Will someone please, please help me save my son? Wow, how stirring is that? How pricking is that? And first of all, I told you that was 1998. That was 1998 in uh, 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 USA Today newspaper. First of all, if I didn't tell you it was 1998, you would think it was last year or last month or last week. And that's nearly 24 years ago. And it sounds just like in the recent months, and recent last couple of years here. What I'm saying to you is that when it comes to character... Our nation is not getting better. A a gentleman I was having a conversation with was trying to tell me that we're getting better, we're evolving, we're getting better. You know what? We're getting better at being worse. That's what we're doing. Technology, uh, uh, modern times, uh, communication, communication, at computers, etc., 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 more money, better quality of life, better standard of living, more material things. It all helps us to evolve. Oh, yes. But we're getting better at being worse. Mm. And there's no way that we can evolve and get better as human beings. That would be anti scriptural, anyhow. Because our heart is always going to need reforming. Our hearts are always going to need regenerating. We may not be able to evolve as a people, but I tell you one thing. There is such a tremendously drastic difference that can be made. And that's in the way that we care for and raise our children. Because I know somebody out there, you're crying out like this man who put this ad in USA Today will somebody help me save my son? Unfortunately, unfortunately, there are even those who don't even want to have children because of the way the world is. world is not getting better. But it's still a great place to have children, and children are still the Lord's reward. And we can make a tremendously drastic difference in the way that we care for and raise our children. We can raise children who are respectful, caring, helpful, responsible, have a work ethic, able to take life's punches and still get up and go on living. We can raise children with will, determination, vision, outlook, insight. We can raise children who understand that if you don't work, you don't eat. We can raise children who do not suffer emotionally because their mom and or their dad left them and wasn't there for them. But none of this will happen if we keep letting our children decide how they will be parented. I heard some of the dumbest, most foolish, most ignorant. I'm tempted to make up a word to describe it. Just some of the dumbest. Oh my goodness. Modern thinking. This is how I know we're not evolving for the better. I'm listening to some of these people the other day in Hollywood. One of the Hollywood celebrities, she's pregnant and she's saying, I can feel it. I can feel it already. I think it's my motherly instinct. My motherly motherly intuition, but I can feel it already. This child is not going to be given to traditional uh, uh, gender stereotypes. What? In other words, let me unpack that. What she's saying is that she doesn't want to raise her child. If it's a boy, I don't want to call him a boy. If it's a girl, I don't want to call him a girl. I don't want to call her a girl. I want them to let uh, to decide who they're going to be, what they're going to be, et cetera, et cetera. Heard one of these celebrities talking about he allows his son to wear a dress if he wants to. He's not hurting anybody. Uh, uh, i allow him to choose whatever makes him feel comfortable. You know, this ignorance, and remember, we're turning the world over to them. This ignorance... Ignorance is not bliss. You cannot allow children to raise themselves. You cannot allow children. How in the world can we expect children to make adult decisions when we have adults who cannot make adult decisions? Proverbs 29 and 15 says, A rod and a reprimand impart wisdom, but a child left undisciplined disgraces its mother. Let me give you that from the Message Bible. Wise discipline imparts wisdom. Spoiled adolescents embarrass their parents. And that's just real truth right here. That is just real truth. Whether or not you're Christian, whether or not you believe in the Bible, if you don't train your child, your child will grow up and put you to shame. It's a guarantee. And this stuff about I don't discipline my child because it hurts. I, I let them make decisions. And uh, listen, you have to teach your child how to make a wise decision. Your child can't be two or three or four and you're talking about make good decisions. No, you've got to teach them how to feel bad over messing up. You've got to teach them the difference between right and wrong and how to feel bad when they choose wrong. You have to teach them, mom and dad that wrong choices have negative consequences and negative consequences often hurt and they can hurt badly. If you let your child raise himself, if you let your child raise herself, you will have a fool on your hands. Anybody who simply gives this statement some serious consideration... I don't mean to think about it in religious terms. Again, you don't even have to be a Christian. If you just look at this seriously, just look at it seriously. Let the child raise himself. Let the child raise herself. What do you think you're going to get? You're going to get a fool. That's exactly what's going to happen. How can a child make an appropriate decision about the way he or she should be raised? My goodness, I'm getting off on the tangent here. I probably want to have to come back next week. That's what makes the child a child. And I want to talk to somebody out there real quickly. Your child in your home, no matter how strongly they talk, no matter how bad they talk, no matter how much they talk back, your child needs you. Your child needs you. No matter how influential they are. And listen to this, check this out. No matter how intelligent they are, your child may be 12 years old doing college math. Your child may be in high school uh, taking college classes. Your child may be in AP classes in high school. Your child may be in middle school taking high school classes. No matter how intellectual they are, no matter how intellectually uh, mature they are, they are still emotionally immature. Your child needs you. I'm promising you that. You know, uh, 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 and and you have to teach your children how to make appropriate decisions. You know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, uh, I was preaching a message and the section of my sermon I preached it said that parents have forgotten that they have the right to demand appropriate behavior from their children. Parents have forgotten that they have the right to demand appropriate behavior from their children. Mom, Dad, listen to me. You have the right to demand appropriate behavior from your children Now, the key is you can't wait until they're 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old before you start making demands of them. And more than that, you not only have a right to demand appropriate behavior, you have a responsibility to train them to behave appropriately. Why is that? Why is that? Because again, the book of Proverbs says, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child But the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction will drive it far from him. That's Proverbs 22 and 15. And let me read you that one from the Message Bible. Young people are prone to foolishness and fad. The cure comes through tough minded discipline. Isn't that something? Young people are prone to foolishness and fads. How accurate is that? How timely is that? Whatever fad comes up, whoever the trendsetter is, that's who young people follow. And they act dumb oftentimes. No insult men. They just do ignorant things, things that lack knowledge. But tough-minded discipline will help a whole lot. Every child is born with foolishness bound up in them, bound up in them. They're predisposed to act inappropriately. They're predisposed to misbehave. They're predisposed to do dumb things. But listen, positive, wise, firm, grace-filled parenting will drive it far from them. And you can be a positive, wise, firm grace-filled parent without all the money in the world. You don't need money, you don't need the most money in the world to be a good parent. Because good parenting is about what comes out of your heart more than what comes out of your pocket. So keep that in mind. Positive, wise, firm, grace-filled parenting will drive the foolishness from your child. And, and again, I haven't dealt with this in a long time, so I'll say this right quick. Uh, number one, in the Bible, corporal punishment is not mandatory, but corporal punishment is not prohibited either. <laughs> Let me say that again. Corporal punishment is not mandatory, but corporal punishment is not prohibited either. And the rod of correction means firm discipline and and authority more than it does physical discipline. That's the first thing I want to remind you of. Second thing is, uh, if you're considering or if you choose to use corporal punishment on a teenager, you're toast. You are toast. You lost it a long time ago. So get with the parenting program. You don't have to use corporal punishment, but there's no law against it either. And if you think about if you're thinking that you need to use corporal punishment on a teenager, something's wrong with your relationship. Better get you some outside help. All right. Now, I didn't mean to spend that much time on this point, uh, but the Bible is such a valuable resource when it comes to parenting. I just want to say that, even if you're not into the religious part of the Bible, books such as Proverbs offer some of the best parenting guidance you can find anywhere. I'd bet, and I'm not a betting man, but if I were, I'd bet I could teach a class on parenting from the book of Proverbs and those listening would never know I'm teaching from the Bible. So why wouldn't you use good, solid, time-tested material to help raise your child? Because every one of us who have children, our children have needs. And you need help meeting those needs. Am I right about it? You may as well say amen. As a matter of fact, Proverbs is all about advice and guidance for young people. Listen how Proverbs itself describes its purpose. These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just, and fair. These Proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. That's how Proverbs speaks to itself. That's in chapter 1, verses 1 through 4 the best message Bible, again, makes it even clearer. Listen, all, uh, listen, I keep saying the message Bible and reading these different translations because I'm saying to you that a lot of people don't uh, uh, like the King James Version, intimidated by the these and the thous. whatever the case may be. You can get another version of the Bible. But the message ver- version of the Bible, listen to that. Proverbs is written down so we'll know how to live well and right to understand what life means. And where it's going. A manual for living. For learning what's right. And just and fair. To teach the inexperienced. The ropes. And give our young people a grasp on reality. Now you tell me you don't need that as a parent. You tell me that would not come in handy as a parent. Oh yes it would. Children require positive parenting. To prepare them for life. That, that's just the bottom line. Children require loving, positive parenting to prepare them for life. And I say positive parenting because we're not going to raise the children that we desire to being passive in our parenting. You're going to have to respond. You're going to have to respond and you're going to learn how to be preemptive. You're going to have to learn how to be proactive and preventive rather than always reactive. And if you want to be a positive parent, there's just no book or sacred text that is as positive, that is as uplifting, that is as directive as the Bible. If you want to be the positive parent that your child needs, uh, there's just nothing out there that as, it is as foresighted or as insightful as the Bible. Somebody's listening to to me right now. You just may not be even of just how timely and accurate the Bible really is. Oh, I wish I had time to tell you a story. Maybe I'll come back to this next week. Maybe I will come back to this next week. But listen, I'm telling you, and, and, and you're wondering what age of children am I dealing with right now? I'm talking about your child right now. What I've said in these last few minutes works for your child, whether your child is 1, 10, or 30. (laughs) Wow. Whether your child is 1, 10, or 31, what I'm saying to you right now will work for your child. It will work. It will work. And I just want you to key on this. We can raise caring, helpful, responsible children who have a work ethic. Able to take life's punches. And that's going to be a big one. Able to take life's punches and still get up and keep on going. You can do it. You got to be a positive, loving, firm, grace-filled parent, though. Are you with me here? Hey, listen, I'm all out of time. I am all out of time. Uh, I want you to know, though, you've been listening to Marriage and Family Clinic. Our mission here is to help you break down and gain enlightenment into your relationship dynamics. And that will help you identify what makes you tick and ultimately help you grow and repair and perfect your marriage and your family relationships. You can always listen to us or any other episode of my podcast. Just search Bishop C.D. Hodges on iTunes, Apple uh, Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean. You'll find the podcast there. and so glad you joined us. Come back and join us again next week. We'll be looking for you. Until then, remember, you can't have peace without surrendering your life to the Prince of Peace. God bless you. Go get the victory. We're out.